Welcome to the Daily Standard Podcast. I'm Eric Felton, and I'm joined by Michael Warren, Weekly Standard White House correspondent and senior writer. Michael, how are you doing? I'm great, Eric. Thanks for having me. Good. You write that uh, this question, is Donald Trump a rogue Republican, an independent president rather than a party leader, or is he simply remaking in fits and starts and with the establishment kicking and screaming the GOP in his own image? So which is it? You posed the question. Now I want answers. Uh, The answer is yes. Or maybe it's no. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, I I think this is a open question that's being um, sort of played out and answered uh, in real time. Where uh, If you you sort of look at where we are now in the back half of 2017 as kind of preparation for the 2018 midterm elections, um, this is this is the question. It's it's whether or not uh, uh, Donald Trump in his role as the leader of ostensibly the leader of the party, the Republican Party and uh, the leader of the executive branch and sort of all the powers and uh, and, and 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 such that comes with that. Uh, whether he is going to make a decision to sort of work uh, in order to uh, help his party in these upcoming midterm elections, uh, or is he going to pursue a different strategy that positions him more as a um, as an independent, as uh, maybe not maybe an independent not by name, but certainly by by action, and um, and he is um, I think there's pitfalls to both strategies and there's probably some kind of synthesis of those two ways that he will ultimately um, come down uh, on but um, but but this is something that that people around the president Republicans in Washington are trying to influence him on trying to wait and see where he really um, stands and if he is going to be the party man um, that uh, he probably needs to be in order for Republicans to have a successful midterm election next year so I have a theory, and I, I call it the 1960s beach movie theory. All right. And, and that is Gidget? that- Is that what we're talking no, about? No, I'm talking Frankie and, uh, and Annette. Okay. <laughs> and, um, and Annette is unhappy with the affection she's getting from Frankie, so she goes on a date with another surfer guy to startle Frankie into giving her the attention that she knows she deserves. In this case- the president would be Annette, and the other surfer dude <laughs> would be the Democrats on the Hill. What do you make of my surfer movie analogy? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a little, um, I think it's probably apt. Um, you're, of course, referring to this deal that uh, that Donald Trump made last week with Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi, this three-month uh, extension on the debt limit and the budget resolution and these sorts of things, which I think a lot of people made a lot of hay out of. And, and ultimately, it's sort of a, a, a minor decision. Um, but one, of course. Uh, but Annette never was doing anything major with anyone. Well, that's movies, right. That's right. Especially to, with the surfer guy. To, it was a minor dalliance. Yeah. Well, to the chagrin of all the guys involved, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, so maybe the, the metaphor really is apt. Um, the, I, I do think this sort of had outsized importance in the media, which, when you're talking about Donald Trump, uh, means that something that is actually sort of on the substance of it insignificant becomes much more significant. Um, and, and Donald Trump is well aware of the fact that the media kind of uh, liked this turn because it was unexpected, because it was uh, it was something that was where it had Trump sticking it to 
the leaders of his party, the ones who have stuck with him through uh, through uh, thick and thin, at least throughout the 2016 elections, although Trumpists may uh, debate that. Um, and so, but uh, I, I do wonder, um, the, the president is trying to think through um, whether or not this is something he should continue to do. And Republicans in Washington are, are, are telling him, it's not something you want to do. If you, the, the goal of Democrats in this, again, back half of 2017 is to make sure uh, that it repeats the first half of 2017, which is to be generally, uh, to produce a generally um, unproductive, uh, uh, you know, sort of legislative outcome for the Republican Congress because Democrats want to run against a lot of things in 2018, but one of the big things they want to run against uh, is is that uh, essentially Republicans can't govern, that they're unable to govern. What Republicans are urging him, both people around the president and uh, Republicans on Capitol Hill, I'm told, are, say, are saying, look, if you make this harder for Paul Ryan and the Republicans in the House to hold on to the House, certainly if you make it harder for uh, Mitch McConnell and Republicans in the Senate to hold on to the Senate, things will go very, very badly if and when Democrats win majorities in either or um, or both of those houses. Um, Are you this suggesting is your president's- that, that, that Democrats on the Hill would not be nice to Mr. Trump it's hard were they to, in power? Yeah, I mean, I think they... It, January 4th, I think you would see impeachment articles <laughs> uh, brought on uh, uh, January tw- 4th, 2019. And then on January 5th, he'd, uh, uh, the Senate would... Um, uh, would would convict him of impeachment. He'd be out of office. That's sort and, of, the- and that's even if Donald Trump gave Democrats in the previous year a bunch of stuff they wanted. That's right. I don't think that's likely to happen anyway. But even if he were to do that, that's right. The the the, the sort of the the well has been poisoned uh, with Democrats, um, and and uh, frankly, the president's given them a lot of uh, ammunition. I don't think it rises, m- much of it or most of it rises to the level of impeachment, but that's the reality, and that's what Republicans are trying to get Donald Trump to understand. On the other hand, Donald Trump sees himself as having led a, a movement that was in part or in many ways a big part of what his movement was about in the 2016 election was against the establishment in the Republican Party. Uh, and so he's been um, working very hard. He's had allies working very hard. Um, and he's been helped by uh, by Republicans on Capitol Hill uh, in pushing this idea that uh, the GOP establishment is trying to stop him from doing the things that he wants to do, doing the things for the American people uh, that he promised to do. Uh, Obamacare repeals, of course, one of them. Um, uh, and, and, and so you have this sort of the, the president has this instinct, I think, that served him well during the primary and even served him well during the general election. Um, and it served him okay, but moderately well uh, during his presidency, which is to go after uh, the establishment in both parties, and particularly his own. Um, but uh, but I think there's there's a lot of problems uh, with that uh, for him, um, not, not least of which being um, that it hurts Republican chances uh, in these midterm elections. Now, you're um, reporting on something that suggests, though, that the president may be getting a little smarter about what he can do as president to line up the votes that he may need for tax reform, for anything else, which is Tuesday night, tonight, right. um, the president will be having some six senators, three Sen- three Democrats, three Republicans over for a cozy little dinner 
at the White House. Who's he having over and what's uh, on the agenda? Uh, so you've got three Republicans on the Senate Finance Committee, who, of course, they they deal with all the tax uh, reform stuff that you've got. Uh, Orrin Hatch, who's the chair, John Thune from South Dakota, and uh, and uh, I believe uh, Pat Toomey from Pennsylvania. Uh, and then on the Democratic side, you've got three Democratic senators who are up for re-election in states that Donald Trump won in uh, in 2016. Those are Heidi Heitkamp of North Dakota, Joe Donnelly of Indiana, and Joe Manchin of West Virginia. Um, these are all. Uh, so this is kind of in a weird way. This is kind of where um, uh, the incentives are, uh, clash a little bit here. Um, Republicans need those Democratic votes. To, to really pass tax reform, pass real tax reform. And, and the White House is sort of open about this, that they need Democrats, they want Democrats on board uh, for tax reform because they need them. Um, but these are also states that Republicans would like to pick up, seats in these states that they would like to pick up and could possibly have a good chance of doing so. Um, <laughs> and to sort of uh, uh, underscore, underline this, this point, you had last week Donald Trump took a trip to North Dakota and he brought along with him Heidi Heitkamp, the Democrat from North Dakota, on Air Force One, and she appeared with him at, a, at an event, um, and he was talking about tax reform, and he brought her up on stage and said she was a good woman. Good woman. Yeah, that'll end up in a in a in an pro Heitkamp ad running it. You know when when the uh, when the Republican candidate there tries to say that you know uh, uh, Heitkamp is is stopping Donald Trump's agenda or the Republicans' agenda, they say, well, listen, the president liked her, um, and tried to encourage her to support, Trump did encourage her to support tax reform. That's a little more sort of in the normal realm of what, of, of how um, how presidents try to get uh, big pieces of legislation through, particularly with margins like these in Congress. Um, uh, and, and so... You know, we'll have to see if there's if anything comes of these types of uh, dinners and and meetings and and sorts of th- sorts of things, uh, but it is a big part of trying to get. Uh, it, I think that it demonstrates sort of how Donald Trump is split. He wants wins. He wants wins, and not just because it will help Republicans, because it it's good to have wins. It's good to have wins as a president. Um, Except when you're winning so much, you grow tired of winning. Right. I don't think anybody in Washington's tired of winning quite, uh, quite yet. Quite Except yet. maybe Democrats. Um, and they're not even winning either. Um, uh, but also, I think um, uh, Trump sort of feels um, that he is uh, being misled by Republicans on Capitol Hill. That he's maybe being. Um, that's certainly, I think, how he how he feels. Uh, about uh, Obamacare legislation. So we'll see if who's sort of in charge of this tax reform push, um, whether it's Capitol Hill or the White House. Um, uh, but, but, you know, this is going to be something, obviously, uh, uh, to watch and, and will have big implications for 2018 and this big question that we've been talking about, which is, will Donald Trump um, lead his party and continue to lead his party, or will he in, indulge in his... Um, other instincts to 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 buck them. Now we started expecting an answer to that question, and what did we get? But eight minutes, ten minutes later, <laughs> back to the question again. Well, we'll have to see if we can answer it in a future Daily Standard podcast. TBD we, to uh, be determined. Michael Warren, White House correspondent for the Weekly Standard. Thanks for joining us on the Daily Standard podcast. Thanks, Eric. Support for the Daily Standard podcast comes from Dollar Shave Club, the smarter choice. You get a great shave at a great price, conveniently delivered right to your door. 
It's a no-brainer. You don't have to schlep to the store and try to get razors out of those little plastic safes that are always locked behind. No cheap disposable razors that give you a cheap shave. And you don't spend a fortune on 14-blade razors with magic lubrication strips or other gimmicky shave technology. It's just a great razor paired with Dr. Carver's shave butter for a smooth, gentle shave. Listeners of the Daily Standard podcast can make the smarter choice by joining Dollar Shave Club. New members get their first month of the executive razor with a tube of Dr. Carver's shave butter for only $5 with free shipping. After that, razors are just a few bucks a month. That's a $15 value for only 5 bucks. In your first month box, you get a weighty handle, a cassette of four razor cartridges, and a tube of shave butter. After your first month, replacement cartridges ship automatically at their regular price. There are no hidden fees and no commitments. Cancel any time you like. For this exclusive offer, go to dollarshaveclub.com slash weeklystandard. That's it for the Daily Standard podcast today. I'm Eric Felton. Catch you next time.